just, I bring them back all the way around. At Northwestern, students often gather in groups to share stories, listen to music, and occasionally knit hats based on 20th century abstract artists. From the Daily Northwestern, I'm Mika Ellison. And I'm Esther Lim. This is Pod Culture, a podcast about arts and culture on campus and beyond. Today, we're talking about Northwestern's very own knitting club, Knit Western. Listen in and we'll take you to a world of fluffy skeins of colorful yarn, clicking needles, and crochet hooks. Before the club was officially recognized, Knit Western got its modest start on the ground floor of the Norris Center during the fall of founder Sarah Eisenman's freshman year. Well, I had made a couple of friends through my dorm and um, in my PA group, and we were like, let's just start. So we would we met at Norris, like in the area by Patty Squared. We would just sit at a table, and I would teach people, and we would just talk, and it was really, it was just a small group of people at first. She said that after the club received official ASG recognition, the idea of building community through knitting really took off. But the club doesn't just seek to build an insulated knitting community within Knit Western. That's true, and you can really see the club's emphasis on contributing to a larger community outside Knit Western reflected in one rule that every attendee must follow. For Weinberg freshman Maya Vucic, it was this rule that made the club stand out. All of their supplies are intended for other people. If you use their yarn, it's going to be to make something to be donated. Although Maya hasn't been able to find the time to be as active in the club since fall quarter, she was so drawn to this mission while researching Northwestern that she wrote her YNU essay about Knit Western. Here's her reading an excerpt. Beyond the classroom, there are so many opportunities for me to engage with my fellow Northwesterners, as well as the greater off-campus community. Take the Knit Western Club, for example. I can embrace my teenage grandma and teach others to do the same. According to Sarah, the club has donated hats, mittens, scarves, beanies, and even socks to various organizations. For example, they've donated to Inspiration Corporation, a group that helps unhoused and formerly incarcerated people get back on their feet. And Broadway Youth Center, which provides resources like homework help, support for writing job applications, and healthcare to queer Chicago youth. Right now, the club is donating their creations to Solar, or Students Organizing for Labor Rights, a Northwestern group that advocates to improve working conditions and fairness for campus service workers. Sarah considers Knit Western her baby. She said service through knitting is a vision she's had since high school when she established Kids Knitting It Forward, her Girl Scouts Gold Award project during her senior year. But even before then, Sarah was captivated by the art of knitting. When she was younger, her aunt bought a knitting party. A professional came over to her house to teach Sarah, her aunt, and her aunt's friends how to knit. And she's been hooked ever since. Nine-year-old me was absolutely enthralled by this. Like, I, I don't really even know what drew me to knitting in the first place. I just know that, like, I've always loved crafting. I, I really love using my hands, and I especially love the idea of, like, using a skill that you have to help someone else. That's I'm really big on that. Many club members are drawn to knitting because despite how complicated it can seem, it's surprisingly easy to get the hang of. Weinberg Jr. Emma Esberg doubles as Knit Western's current president and an applied math major. She said knitting sometimes reminds reminds her of doing math problems. I feel like knitting is very detail-oriented, which I think math is as well. Like, I wouldn't say that when I'm knitting, I'm like, oh, I'm using math, or like, but like, it's really interesting. There's a lot of STEM people in Knit Western. Knit Western brings students together from all across campus. Weinberg Jr. Kayla Rowe says Knit Western's schedule makes it accessible to all on-campus students. Knit Western's community includes new learners and veteran knitters alike. 
Weinberg sophomore Fanny Leong started knitting with her mother and sister and joined knitting clubs in high school. She said Knit Western was a natural extension of that. It's definitely a nice space where I can go and relax and knit with other people. And if like I need help with something, I can come and ask for that help. Kayla said she loves Knit Western because of the flexibility of its schedule. Every week, the club changes their location between North and South Campus. They also alternate between an hour and a half of pure knitting bliss in the afternoon or in the evening to accommodate people's schedules. But it's the people in the club that keep her coming back every week. They just have so many good moments of just hanging out and vibing with people. And you get such a diverse group of people who knit. And you're like, I never would have guessed that you knit, but we're all here now. And like can hear what everyone's projects are, and then also like rant about Harry Potter for half an hour as well. The communal aspect of Knit Western is also tied to its mission of building an on-campus community through the power of intentional, mindful handcrafting, where every stitch, every pearl is made with a purpose. Maya likened the process to making a prayer shawl, where the knitter thinks very consciously about a message or a prayer they want to imbue the shawl with as they knit. To carry that into the communal setting, when you're knitting with people, and enjoying that time with people, I think that it translates a little into what you're making. You're able to knit love, as I like to say. You're able to translate that sense of community into what you're making. So instead of knitting being a solitary action, you're making it something that many people can experience together and that many people can contribute to in a more a more spiritual sense. Emma agreed that Knit Western is special not only because of the atmosphere, but because it's open to anyone at any time. There is no application, nor is there a pressure to attend every meeting. Just there's a great community. Everyone is so nice. We love helping everyone out. We just love chatting about whatever. It's also like very inclusive and open. Emma also told us one of her favorite aspects of Knit Western's approachable environment. We, we have a Knit Western playlist, and anyone can add to it. And this one person in our club adds, like, such funny songs. And I swear, every single meeting, I, I always press shovel. Every single meeting, Cotton Eye Joe comes on. So, of course, we had to see for ourselves what knitting was all about, and maybe even start our own projects at a Knit Western meeting. Like that? Yep. And then you can take your right needle out. <laughs> and you're I even learned how to knit. I started by casting on a row of stitches and moved on to knit a whole two rows of a headband. Oh yeah, how's, how's that going? I messed up in the middle and now the headband has a rather large hole in the middle, unfortunately. Oh man, Mika, I'm sorry to hear that. But you know what? Sarah did tell me that it does take a little while to get knitting truly down to your fingers. But once you do, it's a whole new world. Like many of the members that we saw at the Knit Western meeting, you won't even have to look down at your fingers in order to knit. In fact, a whole bunch of them just held on full-on conversations while they knit. We even got to hear the endless collaborative Spotify playlist that plays at every Knit Western meeting. We didn't hear Cotton Eye Joe, but a Minion song did make an appearance. The playlist is a reflection of how tightly knit the community is as a whole. Emma also told us Knit Western has connected her to the wider world of knitting. I've learned a lot more about a community of knitters because I guess before I kind of just would knit on my own. But now like I've learned there is such a large community out there. There's like a whole website that's just for sharing patterns that has these so many members. There's a bunch of YouTubers and Instagrammers. Like it's just a 
very large community, which I didn't really know about before this. Sarah said she feels Knitwestern's growth has been a reflection of the growing community of knitters everywhere. She appreciates how both the greater knitting community and Knitwestern are breaking traditional images of who a knitter can be. So it's cool to see the trend that we were experiencing here through the founding of Knitwestern is, is kind of modeling and mirroring this pattern in the broader community too, as people realize like I don't have to be a certain kind of person in order to access this kind of hobby. Want to learn how to knit, take your mind off of school, and surround yourself with the eager chatter of fellow knitters? Knit Western is ready for you with bins of overflowing yarn. I currently have all the yarn in my storage unit on my apartment. It, there's like six giant bins of yarn because we got a huge donation last year. We're trying to get a space in Norris to store that because... Uh, I won't be here forever. <laughs> From the Daily Northwestern, I'm Esther Lim. And I'm Mika Ellison. Thanks for listening to another episode of Pod Culture. This episode was reported and produced by me and Esther Lim. The audio editor of the Daily Northwestern is Lucia Barnum. The digital managing editors are Will Clark and Katrina Fahm. And the editor-in-chief is Jacob Fulton. Make sure to subscribe to the Daily Northwestern's podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or SoundCloud to hear more episodes like this. 